Hey, and welcome to our eighth episode, Two Away From Ten, or three if you count this one, I suppose, if you're one of those people. <laughs> maths! <laughs> maths. This is our eighth episode, it's going to be a bit of a special episode, I guess. It's uh, primarily going to focus around the lineup, recently announced lineup for Fright Fest, which is happening at the end of August, so we're going to be giving our thoughts and... Uh, and getting overly excited about getting it. Getting overly excited about it. Oh, you do. Um, I also want to make a quick correction to something I said in our first ever episode when we were talking about ghost stories and we were talking about the actors in it and I mentioned that it had Harry Enfield in and I was wrong. It's Paul Whitehouse. No! I'm such a moron. <laughs> I mean... Will, you idiot! They're, they're pretty uh, You've ruined our credibility. <laughs> but I, I, on, I only say this I can never remember who's who. No, <laughs> they're like a duo, you know? <laughs> they're one and the same. Yeah. But it's because he has a new show with Bob Mortimer called oh, yeah. Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing, mm-hmm. and it's the calmest, most wholesome fucking show. That sounds amazing. I'm it's just that. I think I've two, seen that around. Actually. Yeah, it's just it's just two guys going fishing. So manly. Some laughs. <laughs> this is, I recommend it. So, okay, great. This is our episode. Have fun. So, we're going to talk about the movies we're most excited about for Fright Fest. Um, yesterday, the tickets went on sale. I managed to get us um festival passes i'm very very excited we went to we went last year for the first time but we only went to like one film and there was a podcast recording we went to um so we feel like we didn't get the whole experience but we wanted to sort of see what it was like before we like spent yeah. 200 quid on us and now i now like ever since we've just been like we need to do it we need to go to the whole thing it's a pretty solid line it was so good and then we went to the halloween all day which they do every year and that was really good as well um I like that it's like such a variety of films. Like it's not just you know slash movies or like they have like foreign films. They have like just just a whole like they have documentaries New as directors. well. Yeah, exactly. They're like world premieres there. It's the um, biggest such, horror film. Such a good vibe. It's and be great. yeah, yeah. So like yesterday, I went on. I was like ten minutes before twelve o'clock when the tickets were on sale. I was like fresh in the page. I'm like I've got to be. I had another tab open. I was like this is going to be so intense. Um, and when I went on there, I was like, I thought for a second I wasn't going to get any because the, the, do- the dots of the seats, they're just disappearing like crazy. No. Someone made a video of like what it's like to get, <laughs> it was so accurate. Um, and it's just like, it was the most intense five minutes of my life getting those. But we did it, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm so good at getting tickets. Like, I'm not even going to, it's just a knack I have. <laughs> so yeah, well, what should we talk about? I've got the, 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 yeah. the, the whole list ready. We've got a pretty interesting life. We've got a set up here which yeah. is pretty good mm. we've got a list of films on a piece of paper yeah i've got my phone which we're looking them up <laughs> so high tech i know <laughs> can't even i guess let's start with thursday and then go through to monday yeah it's five days yeah. ago it's monday so the first film that we want to see is called the ranger i believe this is the first female director to open right best no, if i'm exciting. right so that's quite cool. I was really excited to see it because I thought, we've got to go to the opening one. You know, everyone's yeah. so pumped. It's the and beginning the of the weekend. One. You know, that would be so good. Yeah, the closing one, I believe, is... Uh, Climax? Yeah, but that yeah. would be in different screens. So hopefully we'll get to get to see that. But um, I actually just got two films by that director. Um, apparently he's like, I think he's like a Lars von Trier type. But I'm very excited. That he looks, sounds great. He looks kind of strange. And like, I'm excited to see what he's like. So the first one is The Ranger. Yeah. Who's it directed by? Jen Wexler. Cool. How I, d- I don't know who that is, but we'll find out. We will find out. It's cool how they always have like directors and actors there to talk about the films as well, so hopefully they'll have some of that. 
That'd be quite exciting. What's it about? So, it says, in the 1980s and a group of punks get busted selling drugs. <laughs> because a police officer gets fatally wounded in the showdown, Chelsea, who I'm assuming is the main character, mm-hmm. offers up her uncle's cabin in a nearby national park as a hideout. Then they cross paths with an officious ranger who has a weird connection to Chelsea's past. I like how we're sort of going back to the 80s again. Yeah, Like, 80s is a whole thing. Because the second film, I believe, is to do with the 80s as well. So it's like they're starting, you know, a bit, you know, retro. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's like, since Stranger Things, everything is like 80s now. Yeah. But I'm kind of excited because it is kind of a cool vibe. If if you're not just doing it for the sake of nostalgia, it's like, it can work. Like, I I think... um, Oh, what was that movie that came out? Was it The Strangers or something? There was a film called The Strangers. And then there was the second one that came out this year. Yeah. And what I heard about that was that it was like trying to be 80s like vibe, but it wasn't actually set in the 80s or anything. There was oh, no reason for it to have like an really 80s stupid. aesthetic, but it was just doing it for the sake of it. So as long as it didn't do that, that'd be fun. This looks like an interesting take on slasher films, which would be pretty interesting. Mm. So the second one is... Well, the second one we want to see is... Bad Samaritan? Bad Samaritan. Which, all you need to know about that one David is... Tenet, David Tennant, guys. David Tennant. What Sorry. is actually about? I don't actually know. I just saw that it had David Tennant. It. I was like, yes. Let's see. So, it's directed by Dean Devlin, mm-hmm. with David Tennant in, who's like, of course it's going to be great. It's going to be the best King. film of the, of the thing. Yes. So, it says, a small-time crook who runs a valet parking scam robbing rich clients' houses while they dine at a fancy Italian restaurant inadvertently stumbles upon a far more dangerous criminal a sadistic serial killer played by David Tennant, yes. earning a chance to redeem himself in a down and dirty armrest clutching shocker. Now, scamming the rich, I feel like Karl Marx would be proud. So, communists will love this movie. So, yeah, that sounds exciting. I can see um, David. I mean, David Tennant's fucking great in everything he does. Yeah. Can't do any wrong, really. <laughs> and as his. Uh, I mean, I don't like to cite this one that much because, you know, it's not my favourite programme and it's not the best thing he's ever been in. Are you talking about Jessica but Jones? Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he was an absolute great villain in that. So yeah. if he channels that in this, it'll be great. Next one. Mega Time Squad. Now this one, I'm glad it's in the arrow screen. That means we'll definitely get to see this. Now it's a New Zealand film, I think. It sounds it's pretty Kiwi. fun. And I recognise this guy. I think he was in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. I just realised like who it, was. He? Yeah, no, he, he's definitely in that. It looks like a fun so, time. Yeah, I love how New Zealand is like, up and coming now with the movies thanks to Taika Waititi um that makes me so happy because their humor is just so brilliant yeah, it's really they good. have this like sort of almost like it's almost British mm, like I don't I agree. yeah you know what I mean like it's very similar in well we're very close yeah in... yeah yeah so it's like we have very similar sort of um humor it seems yeah. like between these countries so I'm very excited about that um it's directed by Tim Van Damon I want to say don't, I don't think I've heard of them before it's a European premiere there's a low-level criminal from the small town of Thames in New Zealand steals an ancient Chinese time travel device that helps him pull off a heist and start a new life. But he may not survive the demonic consequences of tampering with time. So it just sounds like such a nice black comedy. Yeah, which is exactly what I love. From New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember last year we went to see sort of a black comedy. It was... Oh, who's the director? Alex... Yeah, I remember because we did a presentation... <laughs> we did a presentation on him once at uni and... Um, Will just like loved, love him, he loved love doing him. that name and the accent. It was brilliant. First of all, he's an absolutely brilliant fucking he filmmaker. Is. He's almost I love like, saying his name. I was thinking about this morning, right? So he's almost like 
his films are almost like the League of Gentlemen, but yeah. Spain. So like, if you love black comedy, his films are brilliant. I, I didn't actually like Spanish cinema that much, but his film was really one. great. Um, so yeah, check him out. What was it called? Was it The Bar it or something? It was The Bar, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's actually on Netflix now. If it hasn't been taken down, um, it, it was on there recently. So definitely watch that. It was quite fun. That was great. Um, and it wasn't like straight up horror either. It was just kind of... Um, I don't know how it was to kind of suspense, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was almost like comedy it was a bit as of a well. Black but comedy yeah. suspense film. So that was what we went to see last year of Fright Fest. That was really good. So moving on to Friday. Thursday is quite a nice mm. small little Yeah, it starts like I think I believe they yeah. have like a meetup beforehand. I think we should try and go to Ooh. that. They have like drinks and like just get excited. It's just like and they have like something going on after the last film on um so, on the Monday. So I think we should go to that. Because everyone just seems to be like just really excited about these movies and it's just so yeah. lovely. Um it's really hard to find people who like horror movies like in real life so it's like just going to a place where everyone loves it it's just like the best so the on friday i want to go to the fright fest documentary um is it fright fest uh the dark heart of cinema yeah so i would love to see like the history of fright fest and stuff like that i think that's what that is um and it's grown so much as a festival so i think it started in would it be 2000 year 2000 yeah. Ish. So it's been going on for 18 years now. That's pretty cool. And it's just like getting more and more popular. So that's pretty exciting. I think it'd be cool to see how it's changed and everything. It's directed by Chris Collier. Just so we can, you know. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> we don't want to leave a director. <laughs> no, got to give him credit. Much, but, uh, <laughs> then there's Braid. I don't really I don't really see what this one was about, actually. I didn't really look at it. But you said you wanted to see it. Do you know what it is? Let's see. There's so many films, I can't remember what everything was about. <laughs> so let's let's take a look. Directed by Mitzi Pieroni, or however the fuck you say that. <laughs> We're name. sorry if we said it wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we can't pronounce things. Okay. How do you do words? I don't know. It says, lifelong best friends, Petula and Tilda, make ends meet by dealing drugs in Manhattan. When, then a random bus leaves them with no choice but to flee town. Their hideout, the mansion of a childhood friend, Daphne. Love that name. An agri... Agrophobic. Agrophobic. I'm so sorry. Heiress, <laughs> who teeters on the edge of sanity. At first, entertaining Daphne's playful world of make-believe is a breeze. However, they soon realise Daphne's mental state is more wildly disturbed. And okay. what begins with innocent role-play and dress-up quickly dissolves into torture, madness and bloodshed. That sounds good. It sounds It sounds like it's going to start fun and then it's going to be like really fucked up. It's fucking going to go I love weird. that shit. Give me that now. <laughs> you can just tell. Yeah. It's probably going to be a bit surreal, I think. Yeah. I like those kind of films where you're like, what? Except not Hereditary, because... Hereditary. <laughs> I didn't do it right. I'm sorry. I saw um, our, our teacher, uh, Matt. Oh, Matt, yeah. yeah from, from uni. He hated love, it as well, and I was like... I love his hot takes. Yeah. His, he's so funny. When he posts like, his opinions on films, it's brilliant. I love it. Um, I just love that what he said about it was really funny and i'm glad it's not just us like yeah. <laughs> it's not just us who thinks this so sorry, that was that was comforting i'm sorry but i don't get it i saw someone say it was like the best horror movie of like recent years and i'm like fuck, <laughs> fuck no <laughs> go sorry guys yeah <laughs> then you want to see puppet master the littlest yeah. right yeah um is this like a remake or something i have a feeling i don't know I'm, no, I'm not sure. I thought I thought I was talking about that, but I'm probably entirely wrong. I'll probably just imagine that. It's essentially. I'm, I'm sure it's loads of puppets, and I was like, "Well, I've if we're going to fright fest, I'm got, I've got to scare the shit out of Will somehow." Every film's um, gonna scare the shit out of me. He's gonna be crying for a week. I'm gonna be in a fucking mental institution by the end. Of the I don't know why you're doing this. Yourself. I think it's just because you're a good friend and you knew I wanted to go, but <laughs> but I I know you're gonna be so traumatized after this week. 
I'm going to love every single film, but also kind of like hate myself. Yeah. You're going to, you're not going to sleep for a while. I mean, no. yeah, especially after this one. I don't think I'll sleep after this one. Puppets creep me out. <laughs> Evil puppets and killing people. Yeah. I mean, even like, um, the one from Goosebumps was creepy. Like. Oh yeah. What's his name? Slappy the, I don't know. Yeah. Slappy. Yeah. Slappy the puppy, aren't we? Yeah. Even that's a weird name. I don't like it. <laughs> creepy. This one's directed by Sunny Laguna. Mm. Okay. Moving through. Oh, m- most assassinated woman in the world. I did abbreviate it on my list, so <laughs> it was quite a long title. <laughs> I don't know too much about this. I don't either. know. Um, something it sounded really interesting. Um, so I'm really not sure, but it looks like someone was maybe murdered in front of people. I think it's based on a true story. Yeah, so... Just cool. Yeah, I don't really know. This is this one. It says um, for fans of the Prestige and the Illusionist. So I'm like, this could be kind of cool, like maybe conspiracy almost. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. I just thought it looked cool. So I want to. I want to figure out what it is. Um, it says the French icon is about to relive a past trauma on stage um, that will unlock family secrets. So that would sound really cool. Oh, I love good family secrets. Secret drama. <laughs> Family Secrets is probably incest. I mean, I don't I know. <laughs> that's what it always is, right? Where your mind goes to, Chloe. <laughs> that's just the, how it always goes <laughs> in these things. And then um, after that, we got Blue Sunshine. You really want to see this, yeah, but I, really I didn't really to see too much. What is it? I just want to say the director of My Assassinated Woman is Frank Ribiere. Blue Moon. Blue Sunshine. Okay. <laughs> Just it, I don't know. It just it looks kind of it looks kind of punk. Crazy. There's um directed by Jeff Lieberman. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it says a harrowing combination of quirky pop fiction, gross-out horror, and Cronenbergian sci-fi. That's what it was. The Cronenberg, which yeah, which I just love Cronenberg so much. I haven't really watched many of his films other than like The Fly. I just love his body horror. It's yeah, so, but the, I love lo- yeah. Um, and if you like him, you should watch The Void because that's yeah. definitely very Cronenberg inspired. Says people are turning into psychotic murderers as a re- as a result of bad LSD ingested ten years before when Stanford University students. Lone Avenger Sipkin is determined to capture a living blue sunshine and end the epidemic of psychedelic psychosis created by a now celebrated politician. Okay, I see why you want to see this. It sounds really good. It just sounds <laughs> it sounds weird and fun and Yeah, kind of trippy. Probably, probably. gross. Yeah. <laughs> so that could be good. Yeah. Well that's what we're here for. Give us the grossness. Exactly. And then ball. Just because I had oh, to see like, this one. like a monster thing, isn't because it? Because like, it's a creature feature. Yeah, kind so of thing. I knew you would have to. <laughs> and it's just, it looks so much. That's looks actually so a really cool looking boar as well. It I wish looks everyone horrid. could see it. Yeah. It looks really real, but like, yeah. It looks like something you'd see in a museum. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Directed by Chris Sun says one of staggering size with a ruthless, ruthless driving need for blood and destruction. It cares for none. Defense its outback territory with brutal force and kills with a raw savagery unlike anything seen before. Which is pretty, pretty what you would, you'd expect from this sort of film. Yeah. I just think it's going to be kind of a, uh, an entertaining film to end the day on. Yeah, definitely. And then Saturday we've got Killing God. Which you said you want to see? I don't know, it sounds interesting. I'm guessing it's religious. It reminds the, um... Synopsis reminds me of an Alex de la Iglesia. <laughs> de la Iglesia. De la Iglesia. <laughs> it's really fun to say. It's so fun. I love it so much. Try it. <laughs> it's because uh, it's it sounds like a little bit... 
Well, a lot weird mm. and a bit crazy. Which is what we want. Yeah. So, Killing God is directed by Kay Cassas and Albert Pinto. It's a UK premiere. It says a remote country house in a, in a, in a mountainous region sounds like the perfect place for a cosy New Year's Eve family dinner. Right? <laughs> but the existing family tensions get ramped up further when an uninvited guest shows up. For the homeless midget who suddenly appears from nowhere, says he's God, and that when the sun rises, all humanity will be wiped out. out. My God, you were right. It does sound like exactly. his movie. <laughs> then he tells them they can choose two people to survive. Is he really who he says he, who he says he is? Is the impending apocalypse true? And which two should survive? A pitch black emotional horror comedy where all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Alexi Lugli's. Yeah. It sounds. All over. It sounds. It sounds so good. I think crazy. we're going to really enjoy this. I think that's going to be one of my favorite Especially ones. if it's like a black comedy type thing. Um, a lot of them seem to be black comedy yeah. in this lineup. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm quite glad about. That's really exciting. It just, it just sounds like there's going to be a lot of um, comedy for like the characters clashing. Yeah. They say, you die, Noah. <laughs> you die. So I think that's going to be a really, really fun one. Mm. Then what looks like a more traditional horror, Heretics. Oh, that, that was something to do with, um, is it Persephone or something? Like Persephone. Yeah. Like in, is it Greek mythology? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's directed by Paul Hyatt. It says, in the early 17th century, innocent young Persephone, well done, Chloe, <laughs> is falsely accused and put on trial for her life. Her fate seems sealed except for the timely intervention of the mysterious reverend mother offering her not just sanctuary but hope. For the Reverend Mother, Mother is the self-appointed leader of a small religious retreat, a secluded priory where her fellow sisters devote their lives to the Lord and seek atonement for their pasts. But upon arrival, Persephone, I love that name, mm. is plagued with terrifying visions and soon realises that it's not salvation that waits, but a battle for her very soul itself. So I don't know if this is Greek mythology then, but it's just the same name. I got confused. It's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, it is a cool name. It, it looks like a more of a straightforward supernatural. I mean, it might it might not be. It might be... It might shake things up. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you can't really... You've you, you, you got to love a straight... Yeah. Sometimes straight you just want something simple, you know? You? Yeah. It's got a good mix here. Like, yeah. what they're going to do. Um, Devil's Doorway. I don't really know anything about this. I like it because it looks like more of a classic horror film. Like a... Almost like a hammer horror. Oh, yeah. Which they are actually having a Hammer Horror documentary, they are. aren't they? So we're going to go to that as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. So it's directed by Aislinn Clark. It says, In the autumn of 1960, fathers Thomas Riley and John Fulton were sent by the Vatican to investigate a miraculous event in an Irish home for fallen women. When the father's attention turns to a 16-year-old pregnant girl exhibiting signs of demonic possession, they soon discover that some doors are not meant to be opened. Oh, yeah, it sounds like The Exorcist, but with, like... Mm. Even more religious stuff going on, probably. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like a classic horror mm. film. Like you, particularly with the picture as well. Yeah. Sort of like a Hammer Horror, Rosemary's Baby type. Of yeah. Exorcist. That sounds type good. Film, which is always good. You wanted to see Seeds. Yeah, I thought that sounded really interesting. Yeah, so I started to buy Owen Long, um, and then it's something to do with. Uh, it says here when. Uh, oh God. When his increasingly depraved behaviour spirals out of control, Marcus retreats to his family home along the New England coast. And instead of finding solace, he is haunted by his darkest fears and deepest desires. So I thought this is going to be probably quite fucked up. Um, it's going to be quite And then there's like a kid involved as well, I think. Um, something to do with his nephew, because something underneath the bed be lurking. I was like, oh, that's going to be so creepy. Uh, the bed will literally be something under the bed, because is, that's my cry. worst nightmare. 
There is a reason I don't have a gap under my bed because I'm always terrified that someone's going to grab my ankles. That's like one of my weird fears that I have. I don't think it's that weird. I think it's something, something everyone has, but like, it's horrible. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, his niece, uh, he has to protect his niece from the monster as well. So I think it's like a kind of kid's fear thing as well. Yeah. Like monster in, under the bed, you know, sort of thing. So I thought that'd be cool. Um, I think yeah, I think happen. I just wanted to see what it'd be like. I thought it would be really interesting. That one sounds quite scary. Yeah, and then we've got um, Upgrade, which is directed by the guy who came up with Saw and um, Insidious as well. He's also the actor in Saw, the first Saw movie. Um, what's his name? Leo Winnell? Yeah, so I think he's Australian. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know why, like I don't know why it's relevant. I just, that's why I associate him <laughs> with. But um, yeah, I, I really like him. Um, Again, Cronenberg body horror influences, which yes. always sounds great. Mm-hmm. After he's, he has an accident and he's made quadriplegic, his world is turned upside down. His only hope for closure and possible revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM that allows him to achieve miraculous feats of mind and strength. But then STEM starts to take full control. So is this like a Venom type thing? It sounds a bit like You know Venom. where in the trailer Tom Hardy's like, I can't control this thing. It's like a part of him. Yeah, I thought maybe it was like that, but... Um, more when, sci-fi. By the title, I thought it was going to be, like, technology-based, like, to do with, like, phones or something. The yeah. upgrade just made me think of, like, I don't know, phones. <laughs> technology. But I guess it's more, like, science. Um, that science? Could, that's a really interesting idea, though. Um, yeah. Sounds cool. I've heard a lot of people talking about it, but I haven't really heard, like, opinions on it. I it's don't nice know if anyone's seen it. Yeah. Again, it's a more, you know, a different film than we've seen in the rest of the lineup. There's a good variety in this lineup, mm. you know. Out of nowhere, there's a sci-fi horror yay so that's pretty cool and then we got um oh no then we move on to sunday Sunday. so we've got the short films um we want to go to we have no idea what this would be like we didn't see any last year so it could be terrible but i think it could be really good yeah um i think i I trust i trust their choices i I do as well i do i don't think they choose like student films (laughs) yeah please don't it could be it could inspire us you know um then we got we want we we will be absolutely upset if we don't go to ghost. Yes, ghosts. We don't go to ghost stories. I'm gonna cry. I'm it's, gonna kill myself. Yeah, this is the, like the one thing we really want to go to. This Particularly weekend. as like Jeremy Dyson and Andy are gonna be there. Yeah. Oh man, Andy seems so cool. I'm just like I just want I want to like see if he's around. You know, chat. Um, but I think it'll be like everyone will be freaking out because <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. So they're gonna be doing like a live commentary, like an interactive commentary of ghost stories, and. Everyone knows, as we mentioned, every fucking podcast that we fucking love this movie. So if we don't go. Oh, but at the same time as this is running, uh, there's going to be the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot, and it sounds I also amazing. Really want to see. Why would you put those two movies on at the same time? Great, great scheduling, except oh, for that. Yeah, that was like Fuck the worst sake. scheduling decision you ever could have made, right there. Come on, guys. Oh my god, I want to go to both. <laughs> so yeah, if we don't go to um, if we don't get tickets to Ghost Stories, then. I will cry, but then we can also go see the Hitler one. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be okay. But and that one looks so fucking great. Yeah, and it's got, like, um, Aidan Turner and, uh, what's his name? Sam Elliott in it. So that would be, that's actually got some big names in it as well, so that's quite interesting. Um, and then we've got the Hammer Horror documentary, hopefully. Um, it should be, you've got to love a documentary every now and again. Yeah, yeah. And Hammer Horror is just, like, it's the basis of a lot of horror. It's really cool, it? it's yeah. The Warner Bros. years. Mm. So that'd be interesting that should be to fun. learn about. Because you'd actually did a presentation on one, I did, you? in so my you, first yeah, year. This would have been useful so back then. It really fucking would have been. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got Piercing. Um, I think this is 
Is this one I added or one you wanted to see? I think this is one I wanted to see. Yeah, I can't remember what it's about. So it's directed by Nicholas Pesk. It's an English premiere, a psychosexual horror with a theme of black comedy. That's all you need to oh, know. Oh, yes. That's all you need to know. Yeah. It's going to be fucking weird. I, I, I love I it already. I think you can tell we fucking love this is, weird I see black comedy. I see why you chose it. Okay. It's based on a novel by Rai Murakami. I probably messed that name oh, up. Oh, so it might, be, it might be Japanese or something. Might be Japanese. Yeah, basis. I think it might be. If I'm if I'm right there, I don't know. Potentially, I, I mean really... it's an English premiere, so it's yeah. not. But like, English. it's based on Japanese horror, possibly. I, I think, think so. So that could be exciting. That would explain a lot about the whole weird horror part of it. Yeah, it says a new father decides to ease his parental stress by killing an anonymous prostitute, like you do. Mm-hmm. But the flaky escort he chooses has her own chilling agenda. It's just sounds great. Is it with Argento and De Palma homage? In plentiful supply, all underscored by vintage goblin. I don't know who that or is. Or goblin. I'm just saying all <laughs> these fucking names like I know how they're pronounced and I have no fucking idea. That looks like goblin for sure. It that, really that's does a, that's like a normal goblin. word. Let's like. say it's goblin. <laughs> it's just, you know, again, it sounds like yeah. messed up fun. Yeah. So I think that's what we're all about. Gory messed up fun. Yeah. Particularly as the picture they have is. Um, oh no, that's horrible. It looks like a cigarette <laughs> butt about to be put into someone's eye that's lovely so that is lovely i mean they fine. go for it i mean they are going for you it. can tell let's hope it's i dig uh, it <laughs> they don't go for it too hard yeah but like stuff with eyes and stuff like that makes me oh <laughs> oh it gets to me <laughs> like so much <laughs> and then um got the and last one that day and the impossible you said i really i would want to see this i think you i haven't would i haven't read anything this. about it yet but it sounds cool because it let, sounds like it should be a fun movie, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it will be a fun movie. Yeah. Let me read it to you. So it's directed by John McPhail. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it's this movie movie. doesn't McPhail. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry, I had to. <laughs> English premiere. It says, Shaun of the Dead gets footloose with High School Musical in a pure gore um, delight with a toe Stop right there, beat. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say... <laughs> Did you just say... Shaun of the Dead gets footloose with High School Musical. Yes! It's, oh my god, it's this essentially is a, a horror musical. Fuck, so. yeah. You should have just said that before. Horror musical, yes. Give me all of that, please. It's just, Anna is looking forward to the end of high school, but while her widowed father dreams of university, she has other plans. Jet setting around the world to experience life before settling down. Suddenly, a zombie apocalypse threatens her sleepy Scottish town, forcing Anna and friends to struggle, slash, and sing their way to survival. It's just. Come on. Oh my god, that sounds! I'm so excited. For Again, a fun movie to end the. I can't end believe the day it. With. Yeah, that that sounds like. I knew you'd like. Ending that on one. a high. Yeah. Fuck yes. Footloose. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I hope there's dancing in there and everything. Of course there'll be dancing <laughs> in there. It's a oh, musical. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, this is gonna be so good. Like if I wasn't excited about this before, I'm just like. See. I can't. I can't even stop thinking about this. I know now. you so well. Oh yeah, you do. Honestly, which basically the same here. <laughs> And then on uh, Monday, the last day of the festival, we want to go to Open 24 Hours. Um, there was another film at the same time that sort of looked good as well, but we were like, which one do we go to? Um, yeah, so this we, we decided on this one. It looks like a nice, uh, like from the picture, it looks like a classic slash. Yeah, it does look dramatic as well. I'm going to attempt to say this name. Padraig Reynolds? Yeah. I'm just going to, I I just thought I'd step in for you there because Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. embarrass myself enough. <laughs> I think. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> so yeah, there's a brutal serial killer known as the Rain Ripper. Um, yeah, it looks like a classic, fun slasher. 
Yeah. Film. You've got to so, have some of those in there. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be Fright Fest without one. That one looks good. Then The Witch in the Window. I literally can't even remember what this one's about, but I remember the uh, picture, <laughs> and it already has scared me. Oh, yeah, she's fucking creepy, man. Creepy shit. <laughs> Directed by Andy Mitten. Um, it says... Wait, that sounds familiar. Mm. No, I don't know. Andy Mitten, co-writer and co-director of We Go On and Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, no, I don't know. I've, maybe it's just a... Just sounds familiar. I don't know. says... Gripping paranormal chiller tells a spooky tale of the false father Simon taking his 12-year-old son Finn to a rural Vermont to help him him property flip an old farmhouse. As they start to fix the place up, they soon realise that no matter how deceased Lydia the previous owner was, it doesn't look like she ever left the premises. Gotta have some supernatural horror to freak Will out. It's gonna scare me. (laughs) You poor thing. It's gonna be a witch. She's going to be all evil. She's going <laughs> to scare me. She's going to look all gross and Will's going to keep seeing him, seeing gonna, it. And Every time I close my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. God damn. You, you're just going to suffer so much after this. Then we've got um, The Dark, which I haven't actually looked at yet. I think this one looks like one of the most interesting ones. It looks like a good um, horror, but it looks more like a character piece. Oh, cool. Um, it's directed by Justin P. Lang. Lange. Mina is an undead flesh-eating ghoul, cursed to haunt her childhood woodland home where she was murdered. Nobody invading her territory gets out alive. That is, until she comes across Alex, an, ab- an abused blind boy discovered in a car trunk. After killing his obnoxious companion, Mina, Mina lets Alex live, an action that throws her very existence into upheaval. Oh my god, that sounds like it's going to be really sweet. Yeah. It's going to make me cry. Because <laughs> right. it sounds like it's... my humanity. Because it sounds like it's about the monster in this. And it's that's what I quite... I quite like films like that, but you don't see them too often. Yeah. Um. So as long as they do that well, I think... That's I think that could great. be really, really, really good. That could be exciting. Because sometimes you think, oh yeah, I would actually like to know more about the monster. Like, yeah. sometimes they're the most interesting thing about it. And you don't really... They're just kind of, you know, put into just killing people and that's it. And it's like, I want to go deeper Just because they're the bad guy. Doesn't yeah. mean they're a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> to quote that great film. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got... Um, the Golem? The Golem. Oh, The Golem. Which is based on... I like, always the, say Golem. <laughs> yeah, I always think of that too. Yeah. Um, it's like a sort of folktale, isn't it? Sort of Jewish folktale, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it is. Something to do with a thing made out of clay mm. and, like, yeah, comes to life. Um, then it gets evil. Yeah. Yeah, so reimagining of the legend, apparently, um, directed by Doran and Joav Paz. Yeah, so it's set in Lithuania in 1673. Con- they conjure up a dangerous entity um, to protect them, but the creature, obviously, just, you know, doesn't do that, I guess. <laughs> fuck that shit, I'm going to kill you guys. Yeah. I'm a strong, independent golem. Don't need no man to control me. That'd be that'd be fun. I thought I think that was one I just wanted to fill the time with. I was just like, there's a big gap between two yeah. movies. I'm just gonna add that in there, just for the sake of it. Um, and then finally, we have climax, which is is it Gaspar No? I think his name is on. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's like, is he French? Yeah, Gaspar. Um, Gaspar New. He's directed stuff like Enter the Void and Irreversible. I haven't watched them yet, but I've got them. Oh, irreversible. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I've seen bits of it, and it's horrid. Oh, I've, I've got the DVD. I saw it the other day. I thought, that looks interesting. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, like, just looking at the cover, I was like, that looks like 
the style of Enter the Void, and I was, it turned out I was right. <laughs> he has a very distinct style, but yeah, I've heard he's kind of fucked up, so I'm just like, I kind of want to see I it. Think it's, I think that's one of those sort of films where you kind of, even though it's good, you immediately regret watching it, because you just feel really, really fucking shit afterwards. Yeah. Like, oh. Why? Oh. Okay, well, this is interesting, because I've heard, I, haven't, I don't know anything about what Climax is about, but I've heard stuff about the production. They had like four hours worth of rehe- rehearsals before doing a scene. Um, it's got, what's her name in it? Is it Sophie? Sophia something. Sophia Butella, who's in, like, uh, Kingsman and The Mummy. Um, oh. I haven't really seen her, like, doing, like, real, like, acting before. Like, she's done sort of, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, where it's, like, she's just sort of been in the background a bit. Yeah. And, like, in The Mummy, she wasn't really, like, at the forefront. It's just, like, a, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen That's her as, like, her a main. Time to shine. She hasn't been, like, a main character in anything I've seen, I don't think. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how she actually does. He's just, uh, the director is described as a wild child. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> a young dance troupe rehearsed for an upcoming American tour in a dingy school assembly hall. But someone spikes the mid-session break drinks with LSD, and soon it becomes a nightclub hell in an escalating nightmare of intense emotions. See, this sounds really good. So I think this could be interesting. I think it could be ending on a very interesting movie here. This would be the last one we see, and I think it could be very, like, hellish. <laughs> Like, just, I think it could be very surreal. Like, some of the other movies we've seen, it's just, like, it's going to be really crazy and surreal. Yeah. Um, which I quite like those films. I I'm wondering if it's going to be... Because by the sound of it, it could go either super, like, horrible and serious, like yeah. the, like his other films. Yeah. Or it could be kind of fun black comedy. Yeah. So I'll be interesting, interested to see uh, which way it goes. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see this one. So, yeah, that's all the ones we want to see. Um, there are a lot yeah. more. Yeah, there are so many this year. Um, it's insane. I wish I could go see all of them, but Same. yeah, let us know what ones you want to see if you're going. Um, Maybe we'll see you there. Yeah, we're going to be in row D of the <laughs> of the main screen. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> we're like seats like twenty something and twenty six yeah. and twenty seven. Oh, you memorized that great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're D twenty six and twenty seven. So yeah, maybe we'll meet some friends there. That'd be cool because. We're very introverted and we need some friends. We've got like two friends. Yeah. But like, we oh, I just want to say thank you to like everyone who listened last week because the last two episodes have done pretty well, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And everyone who has been listening. Yeah, that's great. I don't know if anyone's actually returned to listen or is just new people and then they stop listening, <laughs> like, fuck this. <laughs> they definitely will this episode. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was really cool. So, hopefully, we'll continue the streak. Now I've said it, it's probably just going to fail. <laughs> like, oh, one, one listen and that was me? Yeah. Oh. Damn. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, so um, that's all we have to say about Fright Fest. We'll uh, obviously be doing a super duper Fright Fest oh, yeah. episode Oh, yeah. It's going to be like fucking crazy, guys. It's going to be gonna like be two crazy. hours long. It's going to be... <laughs> it's probably going to be... Really, I'm really excited about it. Um, can't wait to see what everything's like. Now we're going to do our What to Watch episode... Just because we have a couple of TV programs that we want to talk about, but not extensively. Yeah, my Netflix stopped working the last few days, so I've been very sad. I've been reading instead. Um, I'll talk about that later. (laughs) My God. Yeah. So what did you want to talk about first? The first one is um, a British comedy miniseries, I guess, called Flowers. And its first season was aired last year, I believe it was. And its second series... And about three weeks ago, I think it was about three weeks ago. It's literally about five episodes, so it's like it's broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm. So it's a it's a good, you know, 
British miniseries. I, I, it's, um, it's essentially... I, we're really mean to this film, but it's essentially a better hereditary <laughs> yeah. without supernatural elements in it because it it delves into and explores the mental illness and dysfunction within the family dynamic. And it does it really, really well. You know, the father, played by Julian Barrett, who's bloody great, yes. is depressed. Mighty Bush. <laughs> Damn straight. He's depressed and he's... Um, that, it's more his about his story of depression in the first season. <laughs> and then in this season, it's more about now it has come out, like how everyone's dealing with it and, how's de- and how he's dealing with it, but also his daughter is now showing signs of mental illness, which may or may not be connected to his mysterious father. And it just, like, particularly in the last episode, when they, it does come out that she does have a mental illness, the way they deal with it, it's so, so raw. It's so emotional. It's just really, it's really, really good, and I recommend it. It's a, don't go into it as much as I love Julian Barrett and the Mighty Boosh. Don't go into it expecting it to be the Mighty Boosh. He is it, actually quite a good actor, like generally, he's really like good. not just comedy. Because um, it, it, it's a black comedy, but it, it's it's very black comedy. Yeah, oh, like I definitely have to watch this one. Yeah, it, I keep meaning to. It's not like Mighty Boosh comedy. Yeah, it's quite serious. With bits of comedy, it's more surreal. Yeah, but it's it's really really good, and I recommend it. The uh, second one I watched was called The Hollow, which was on Netflix. I think it came out the beginning of June. It's a it's a Canadian one, I think, which is a bit strange. It's a Canadian animated science fantasy adventure mystery. It's got everything in there. Created by Vito Fiscomi. It's, a, it's essentially an animated series. Um, My dog's barking. I apologise. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore <love> that. <laughs> Just ignore him. He'll shut up in a minute. <laughs> it's, it's essentially an animated series um, where three strangers wake up in a room and they don't know who they are or why they're there and then they go on a weird science fiction mystery adventure through loads of wacky worlds to figure out what they've got to do to escape. And then the, the ending's a little bit shit. It's a little bit of like a... That's always disappointing. It, 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 I don't want to ruin it because it's a really good series and it's really like... It's quite funny and it's quite good and well written, but it's it's got a bit of a meh ending. Mm. That was the only problem. But no, I'd recommend that one as well. That was quite it was quite a fun watch. It would probably only take you like a day to binge, so it's good. Have you got anything, Chloe? Um, just want to talk about Queer Eye. Yeah. Season two came out like two, was it last week or the week before? Oh, I was about two weeks. ago. Yeah, two weeks ago because we mentioned it like before. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't watched Queer Eye, go fucking do it. Like, what are you doing with your life? Um, I, my mission in life is to make people watch it. And every time they do, they're just like, thank you, you saved me. <laughs> like, um, it was originally a series, I don't know if it was like in the 90s or yeah. something, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, so this is like sort of um, a new, they have five gay guys, like, um, it's like a makeover series. They make over a straight guy. Um, people like nominate, their friends like nominate them for this. Um, but it's not like they're trying to change who they are. It's just like trying making, to make them a better version of themselves. Yeah, just making them more confident and just like, you know, it's just like oh, it's just so perfect because they all have like a different thing they're good at. Like Jonathan is my favorite. He does like Same. hair and grooming. Um, and Will is in love with Anthony. He does like food, and he's like super handsome. So Will just yeah. sits there like he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. And um, yeah, I just love them all so much, and they all seem like really lovely people as well. It's so wholesome. And, it's great. Yeah, it's like. 
if everyone just watched the, the first episode, they actually did a woman this time where um, she was like helping a community and someone nominated her for like the makeover because um, she'd been so wonderful and everything. Um, and it was just a, so beautiful. <laughs> it was like nearly in tears. It just makes you cry. Man. If you don't cry, then I don't know what you're there's even doing. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's no, you don't have a soul probably. Like, but th- that episode, like if everyone just watched it, I feel like we'd be closer to what Pete's. Same. That was so good. <laughs> all about acceptance. Yeah, and there was an episode where love. someone like proposed, and it was like oh, so man. nice. Again, love. Oh, stop! It's just too they much. Were so sweet. <laughs> and then yeah, just it's just like the, the perfect like thing to battle against like toxic masculinity. You know, the whole thing where it's like, oh, you gotta be tough. You can't care about the way you look. You gotta just like it's just saying to like straight guys, you can like care about yourself, and like it's okay to like be emotional and to like to be sad it's like it's okay you know and they were just like you can you can love each other you know you can just like it's not gay if you just like hug hug a guy you know They're as just long like... as you say no homo afterwards. <laughs> no homo <laughs> all the homo this show <sighs> it's so good like and just like they always have like there's there's like a lesson to be learned or like there's an episode where um they made over a, a cop and one of the um Karomo is like he does culture and um he's a black gay man so like he was like talking to this guy about like the whole black lives matter thing you know um the shootings and stuff like that um the whole controversy around that and it was really nice just to see them like connect over it and just like to kind of have like an understand just have a conversation about it It was really nice and it's just like why can't more people be like this <laughs> it was so lovely and also like with religion as well um yeah. that they're kind of like being bridging the church yeah they're bridging so the gap and it's just amazing yeah it's so good um so this is just like the perfect show if you're sad just go watch it i could just binge it all the time i'm just gonna watch it again it's just so it's nice so good yeah so that's all i have to say about that it's just also do yourself a favor and watch all the promotional videos because they <laughs> yeah. are hilarious they did one the, i was watching one the other day where they did like um a friend, friendship test where they did like you know trust falls and stuff like that mm. and they were like staring at each other's eyes for a minute or like giving each other compliments <laughs> it was the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life um and like jonathan was giving bobby a compliment he was like he was like tearing up he was like you just care about the environment so much and you just like care about oh it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> he was like te- he was like crying and i was like this is oh, so jonathan. nice oh jonathan you're my fave um, he also does a show called Gay of Thrones. That's really funny. Oh, yes. He just gives his take on Game of Thrones while doing someone's hair, and it's just brilliant. There's also, I should mention, there's a show on Netflix called Nailed It. You know where they do like, yeah. So they did like a crossover episode on YouTube, and it was the Fab Five doing it, and they had to like make like cake versions of each other. It was oh my so. God. They, I need to watch and, this now. Anthony was the judge. <laughs> it was amazing. I think um, they were all mostly terrible. It was really funny. They had such a good time, though. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, and then the other thing I want to talk about was uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, which you mentioned briefly. Um, it's just so entertaining. Like, BuzzFeed generally is kind of trash, but, like, I this show... I can't even remember why everyone hates BuzzFeed, but I just remember we do it's hate just, BuzzFeed. It's just, <laughs> like, clickbait, and it's just terrible journalism. But this show is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, like... It's so good. It's just, like... It's, like, true they, horror. They do a true thing. crime one as well, but we've mostly been watching this supernatural horror one where they do, like go to haunted houses and stuff there's one i can't remember his name but he's like the really scared guy he's like yeah there's a really scared guy and then a really skeptical so i think the skeptical guy is called shane he is so funny oh my god he's there's an episode he's the meme hello demons it's me your boy yeah that's that's where that came from 
I love that meme so much. And it's just it's just so funny how they kind of play off each other and like this guy's freaking out and the Shane's like, yo, demons, come haunt me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's like I'm a little bit like that right now. Just like, go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it's just um, because it embodies me. It's like so relatable. Both of them. Because yeah. I'm, I'm both characters. I'm also, yeah. I'm so fucking terrified. <laughs> but I'm also like, fucking haunt me, I dare you. Yeah, go ahead, don't care. Um, but there's just this one episode where they were doing like this girl who was like apparently possessed and they're like doing exorcism and stuff on her. Um, and he, there's just one whole bit that just like we were crying. It was so funny. Oh yeah, oh, they did the funny voice. He did like the stuff. funny voice. It was on that point. Was he did like a demon voice. It was just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, I need to see that again. Oh, just watch it. Do yourself a favor and watch it. It's on Amazon. We've been watching it on Amazon Prime. Um, it is just so funny. I can't even. If you love like supernatural shows, like you know, like ghost hunting or something this is really fun and they don't like pretend that they've like solved it or anything they're always just no, like you know it's, a it's always unsolved it like, always stays like unsolved these true horror ones. yeah but like um it's just really fun they do this thing where the torch keeps coming on and off yeah it really freaks me out but apparently they do like explain how that could happen like without I ghosts i don't believe that shit it's a demon we've been haunted before we know what happens <laughs> we have yeah oh horrible so yeah that was all i had to talk about i think um, other than this week on DVD, it came from the desert came out, which is one of the things we watched at breakfast Halloween last year. It didn't actually get a UK release in the cinema, so I think everyone should get that. It's like a creature feature based on a eighties game. Um, it's giant ants. It's quite funny and self aware. I just thought I should mention that because everyone should go watch it. It was it like one. Of, I think it was one of my favorite movies that day. Other than the apocalypse one, I can't remember what it's called. You know the one with the girl who's like trapped and there's like in the car. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have like yeah. Sorry, I can't remember what that was. Yeah, called. no, I can't that remember what it's called, but that was also good. But yeah, it was like one of my favorite films that day. So that was all I want to talk about. That. So as I promised last time, I'm going to talk a bit about a book I've been reading called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," which is a book by Michelle McNamara. She um, was a sort of true crime writer. Um, she this is a book about the Golden State Killer. Um, if you don't like, if you get triggered by like sexual assault, or whatever, just don't listen to this because. It's going to get mentioned. He's He was also like an East Area rapist, known as that um, in California. About 50 people he raped and also killed. I can't remember how many killed, but he sort of escalated into killing people as well. Um, he targeted like couples as well, which was really interesting. Um, he would start off, I think, with just like women who were alone and then went into killing. They'd have the husband there as well, whatever. It was really strange <laughs> and um Don't actually yeah so um i've nearly finished this book i'm i'm on to the last part now she wrote the first two parts and then she sadly passed away before she could finish the book so the last part is written by some of her friends her true crime um fellow true crime writers and stuff like that some of the uh chapters are pieced together by a note she had and like previous things she'd written um so it's really interesting it's like sort of a snapshot in her as well that is like, because she does actually talk about herself a little bit and how she got interested in the case and everything. Um, and it's really just interesting to sort of see what she was like and how her obsession was, you know? It just like describes, all of, it really lays it out for you, like all the sort of things that this person did. He's actually been caught now. Sadly, she wasn't here to see it, but like the month the book came out, I think, they actually caught the guy, which is like really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's a nice coincidence. It's like just all tied together now. Um, so yeah, it's sad that she can be see that, that see that there, you know, happen. But um, it's it's just cool that it's you know, it was like from like the seventies. They've been investigating this, and it was a cold case, and 
turns out the guy was like a police officer at one point. Yeah. So that's how he managed to like sort of get away with it because he sort of knew the system a little bit. A I lot think. of these serial killers are interested in um the police. Yeah, so he was um I think for maybe a year, possibly more maybe even more than that, um, where he was involved in the police. So Yeah. Um but I don't know, it's just I'm really getting into this true crime stuff now. Um I think I'm gonna get more books like this because mm. It's just super interesting. I know it's really messed up, but like, <laughs> I've also just recently purchased a book on Marilyn Monroe possibly being murdered. <gasps> so I'm really excited to read that. I'm going to have to talk about that because um, actually yesterday I went, I went to an exhibition at the O2 called The Heart of Hollywood. Um, they had some stuff there from Marilyn Monroe's life and um, the guy was explaining how he's convinced that it was a murder how there was a doctor there who just disappeared and when when she was when they were on the scene they just apparently disappeared and no one knows who he was but didn't seem to be like a proper doctor did the wrong thing and then just left <laughs> so it was probably something to do with that <laughs> so i don't know i just love this stuff it's really good um yes yeah, so i was just i just wanted to mention that book i know i'm a bit late on it because it came out in like april i think possibly like before that but um I just finished sort of finishing reading it now and it's just really good I think I definitely recommend it um it's really well written it's just kind of got a bit of humanity in it as well it's not like oh here's all the facts it's just like oh this is why I'm interested in it as well like she talks mm. a bit about that and just why she wanted to know so it's pretty cool. cool yeah nice that was our eighth episode I hope you enjoyed it this is our outro. Is outro? Doing a little outro song. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to be away for a while. It'll probably be like three weeks when we do the next episode because I'm going to be away one week um, for the weekend. So Try to contain yourself. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. Be patient. We've got so many listeners now. I don't know Like, I don't know how you're going to deal with this. Thousands of people. I don't, we, they're all counting on us, Will. What are we gonna how are they going to live? I don't know. They're going to have nothing to do now. Oh, <laughs> going to be a string of suicides on our hands. Yeah, I know. It's just... No one's going to handle it. I'm sorry, you're just going to have to hang in there, guys. But we'll be back. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. But There might be a few films coming out, I guess. We'll just ramble our way through it. Don't we I? will ramble yeah. our way through it. So, yeah. Like we always do. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess we've got, we're going to try and go to Scream Unseen soon at the ODU. Yeah, so if that's something good, we'll talk about that. I have a book that I can talk about. I'm sure I'll have some. I'm going to read as much as I can on holiday. <laughs> I might have a game. I what what book did you want to talk about? It's called Mindhunter. Oh, my yeah, God, I have that. Maybe we should read that on holiday and we can talk about it together. Yeah, see if it's I, can read it. I finished yeah. it on holiday because the series and it's is really brilliant. good. Yeah, the series it's is really interesting. The like, TV like you were talking about just a minute ago that you really like um, true crime drama, um, yeah. true crime yeah. fiction, fact even. Yeah. Hence, <laughs> true, weird. Um, yeah, you're well really, you're really, really <laughs> like it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. So I can talk about that. That'd be exciting. Yeah, so we'll figure it out as we go along and then, yeah, I hope to see you soon. See you later. Bye.